0: Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated.
1: So here's the part. Can we go into the joy Yes, part? joy. Am I talking too much? No. Okay.
0: That's why you're here. I
1: get fired up. So when we have chronic hypervigilance and we have chronic trauma um our brain structures get stuck in this, this is sometimes called negativity bias um you can talk about the default mode network if you're familiar with those terms but basically what happens is your brain is running a script that the world is dangerous and that script is like when the tv is on in the room and it's like playing seinfeld all the time And when you're doing something and you're engaged, the TV's on but you're not really paying attention to the plot, but when things get quiet, that it's almost like you turned the volume up even if you didn't actually turn the volume up, right? That TV show is always running in the background. When your default mode network is stuck in a belief that the world is unsafe, that other people are unsafe, that you are in danger, that's the script that's running behind the scenes all the time. Mm -hmm. And that can make things like joy feel completely inaccessible. And yet we know from the neuroscience that if you can tap into joy, hope, and gratitude, you can rewire that system. So now we just have to figure out how to build the bridge. How do you, when you're stuck in negativity bias, seeing all of the danger and all of the negative, how can you welcome joy back into your life? How can you lean into hope? Because I know from my clients, I'm sure you see this too, if you, sit, if you tell someone, oh, just have hope, you know, I, the first time I actually did that with a client, um, she was like, go fuck yourself <laughs> and closed the computer. And that was it. That was the end of the therapeutic relationship, mm-hmm. huge relational fail on my part. Mm-hmm. And I was right that that's what she needed. I was absolutely wrong about the delivery, mm-hmm. right? Cause she had had a childhood of absolute chaos and she was rage. And rage was coming out at work; it was destroying her relationships. It was about to ruin her relationship with her children and I was like, "Where are you getting joy? Where are you getting what John calls nectar
0: mm-hmm.
1: and she's like i don't that's a luxury i don't I can't afford fuck you." Mm-hmm which is a completely legitimate response. Like she was right.
0: This is great for me because it is a science behind what happened to me that I didn't know was happening at the time because I was surviving. Um, And this is, uh, you know, speaking of nectar, I use tattoos as bookmarks of my story. And I got this, oh, nice. (laughs) I got this, um, so when I was miserable and I went through divorce and I had nothing and I was broke, um, because I had nothing, I had nothing to lose. And so joy for me um, was, well, I could either go, I I could either get depressed and be angry and miserable, which is how I've been living, or I could start to um, try to find some joy in my life. And so it was almost a survival mechanism. And Mm so um, styrofoam coffee, Wayne Dyer in my ear. Mm -hmm. Um, I bought a motorcycle. Mm -hmm. It was a cheap little Ducati 620, and I rode the shit out of that thing by myself Um, I found CrossFit and I found joy in uh, connection with other people, pushing myself physically um, a donut every Friday Mm -hmm. because that's all I could afford. But it was those little things um, experienced, threaded into my life where um, I created what MC calls the bridge. So Mm -hmm. um, I used to just, my default was dread and worry. So I'd wake Mm -hmm. up, dread, worry, uh, and of course that came from, Growing up in a family where my dad was always like, How much do we sell? Oh my God, you know, yeah. credit card debt. And oh, you know, we're not going to make it in America. That kind of, you know, when you're 10 and trying to absorb that. Yeah. So um, when I was 35 and broke and uh, the marriage fell apart, I felt like I was in panic mode. And so I didn't know I was doing this, I didn't know the mm-hmm. science behind this, but um, it was finding uh, what MC calls the tiny little joys over time that created a bridge. And then I think I slowly, I mean, it took 10 years, but um, I'm not as, I'm not miserable anymore, mm-hmm. you know? And of course there, there are days that I'm, I'm, you know, discouraged and sad and all that, but I'm, my default isn't worry and dread. Mm-hmm. Even if I don't get sleep, it's never worry and dread, right? Um, it's, it's gratitude comes in, hope, joy. And I find it in the mundane, which I was mm-hmm. never able to do. So it's an ability you know um, before I would only be happy if I won the lottery I would only be happy if I got the hottest girl in the room mm-hmm. I would only be happy you know all those extreme things right and none those things
1: make you happy right, right. Mm-hmm. what's that yeah. none of those things make you
0: happy uh, maybe for a short time oh yeah. yeah 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 but yeah you gotta
1: choose happy but I didn't have the
0: ability to have a scone yeah. and a good conversation mm-hmm. and find joy in that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or a nice motorcycle ride and find joy in that. Mm -hmm. Or a three-minute ice plunge and find joy in that. I never had that ability. To me, that's stupid. That's silly. How is that going to progress your career? You know, like that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But 10 years of what she's talking about, the tiny little joys and finding nectar, uh, that now I do have, it's like a muscle, now I do have the ability to say (laughs) this silence is nice up in the woods, or this air is amazing, or, you know, stuff like that. Because
1: you recalibrated the system, and then the Seinfeld turns down, and you can yeah. see what's actually there.
0: Yeah. So it's,
1: good. it's not filling in all the rooms. The thing is that I find so miraculous is that we get the calculus wrong when we think, okay, I've got a big bad thing, I need a huge good thing to counterbalance it. That's actually not true. If you get a million little, tiny little things, they can absolutely obliterate that big, huge thing. And when we miss them, because we're looking for that big, huge thing, Mm -hmm. then we are missing out on a million opportunities every single day to imprint and feel into what else is there. We get tricked into thinking that the negative, that the scary, that the trauma is the only thing that's true about the world, about other people, and about ourselves. And it is true. I'm not trying to say that the trauma isn't there. It isn't real, but it coexists with beauty and hope and joy. And that is Mm. a miracle. I have a funny, a really funny story about this. So I was practicing this tool of tiny little joys and kind of developing it, trying to adapt some, some things from positive psychology to be more useful for people who have a trauma history. And I had given it to this client. I was working with, with her on finding tiny little joys and she ended up, um, Getting involuntarily admitted to um, the um, the psychiatric ward, mm. she got a 5150 for total wrong reasons. She was completely fine, very rational. This was someone's. She was in a very abusive relationship, and this is what was what happened. Um, and when you get admitted in the state of Florida, you stay for three days, and not anything you can do to get out for three days. There, you are under watch and. The belief is that you're a danger to yourself or others and so you are you're there to stay and so she was very freaked out tried to convince the doctors to let her out this is a mistake right which of course everybody does in that state um and then she remembered tiny little joys so she started practicing them and she was like okay i can't have my phone i can't have my people this is really terrifying Hmm. and there are mystery novels here in the common room Hmm. and there is judge judy on the tv And then she taught the rest of the psych ward about tiny little joys. Mm. And so they started shouting them out to each other whenever they found them. Right. Oh, my God, look at the sunlight. Look at this tree. Mm. There's fruit here. (laughs) I love these socks, right? Like (laughs) these tiny little things that they were shouting to each other. And they formed this little community. And they are still in touch. She invited the psych ward to her house for Thanksgiving. Wow and they, they were able to, to develop this glue around this. So the other thing is that when we practice it as a community, we are teaching each other, hey, remember, like, yes, there's the bad and, and there's all this stuff.
0: I'm gonna make t-shirts that says, I love these socks.
1: I love these socks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so is that one thing that you notice gonna change your life? I mean, I think it's reps. I think mm-hmm. is developing where that's your go-to, that's your default instead of thinking the sky's falling, right? So mm-hmm. it's not because you notice the scones today that suddenly you don't, you know, you're healed. Um, it's the ability to notice things more where you then start to create a bridge mm-hmm. from fight or flight survival mode to, like she said, spectrum Yes, there's bad, but there's also this.
1: Yep. And the next step so the little journals that you have, I designed, and it's a mm. journal. Um, it's it's a whole year of tiny little joys. So each page has a week mm. and each day has a block and you can write or you can draw or you can put a sticker or whatever you want to remind yourself of the tiny little joy and keep you in, in the practice um, because it is reps. Yes, It is, when drops. you're recalibrating the system, we so often in our society look for the quick fix. Mm-hmm. Let me go, just go mm-hmm. do a bunch of ayahuasca and I will be cured of my trauma, right? <laughs> um, not that that can't be a, a, a formative experience, of course, but everything, it's a journey. It's a, it's a long, long, long journey. The second thing, once you start noticing them and bring yourself to that, and listen, sometimes it's hard. Like when I'm having a tough week, I am sitting in my house like, find one thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> One yeah. um, and, it, and it can be really hard to find them, and that's, that is okay. Um, but once you start being able to do the reps, the second thing is to imprint them. Our brains are wired to imprint negative mm-hmm. because that keeps us alive. Mm-hmm. If we remember everything bad, then we will most likely avoid it. We have to manually imprint the positive. And so what that means is that not just that we notice these things, but that we, we feel into them, right? So when I sit in my, one of my favorite things is the, um, I live right around the corner from like the middle school. And so the kids come by every morning Mm. and I hear them laughing and, Mm. and shouting at each other and singing at the top of their lungs as they ride by. And I try to sit there and just be with it and feel what that feels like in my body. Mm. Where is the joy? Does it feel like a tingling? Does it feel like a burst? Does it give me goosebumps? Mm-hmm. Where does it start? Does it start at my feet? Does it start at my center? Um, because when you're doing that, you're, you're delving deeper into the experience and imprinting that it's there. So neurons that fire together wire together. Yeah, yeah. And so when you go from, when you wake up every morning and you're like, I am awake, dread, I am awake, dread, I am awake, dread, that Mm -hmm. Becomes a really like deep Mm -hmm. neural pathway that then gets you get shot down really quickly Exactly (laughs) (laughs) So if you if you push the neural connection to another place Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you start to then make that connection deeper and so instead of dread you go it's Monday
0: Yeah, Yeah, and also um, if you can imprint and train yourself to um, find joy in your life Mm -hmm. Um, how do you think that ripples into relationships? How do you think that ripples into friendships? I mean, mm. then you can actually start to see good uh, instead of taking the black light and seeing all the things that are wrong, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I think uh, my, my point in that is that uh, it affects all areas of your life, mm-hmm. not just, you know, the time you have with yourself.
1: There's a thing in happiness research, it's find, remind, and bind. Mm. And this is about gratitude practice. You just reminded me of this. So um, find, remind, and bind. Find things that people in your life do that you are grateful for. Remind yourself of that experience of, of like, um, when Julia said when your friend showed up for you, like you remind yourself of that and then bind to the other person by expressing the gratitude. Mm. The, the really cool thing about when we're doing that, because there's so much stuff about gratitude that feels very empty, um, but when we're doing that practice, not only do we increase intimacy in our relationships and create that, that glue to stay together, um, but we also are actually flipping on something that's called the hope circuit in the brain. Mm-hmm. So one of the really cool things about brain circuitry is that your brain kind of operates um, a little bit like an old house where um, the circuits, certain things can't be online at the same time or the circuits will blow, right? So in my very old house, I can't have the air conditioning on and the hairdryer on at the same time because the circuits will blow, you know what I mean? The same thing is true in your brain. When the fear circuit is online, it takes all the energy. So you can't hope for the future, you can't imagine, you mm-hmm. can't feel gratitude, it's inaccessible to you. The cool thing is that since those circuits are counterposed is when we turn the hope circuit on, we by necessity turn the fear circuit off. And so if you spend five minutes at the end of your day with your partner saying, hey man, here's three things you did that I really appreciate, I feel gratitude for, you're spending three minutes in the hope circuit that you wouldn't have otherwise. And that's another thing that can help you rewire the brain because you're turning down that hypervigilance that can become a fixed state.
0: You could literally see on our faces in the ice, the fear circuits.
1: Like Diminishing. Dwindling, dwindling yeah, yeah, yeah. As,
0: as hope and yeah. calm. Um, because, in. yeah, in the beginning, it's all fear. It's etched yep. in fear and then breath and then starting to see hope and then actually tipping where now I enjoy the sunlight and yeah. now I'm calm. Oh, I can do this forever like that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. there is a tipping point for yeah. sure. Yeah. You show that like, so, so we know that trauma changes our perception of the world, right? We go from thinking the world is safe to thinking the world mm-hmm. is dangerous or maybe we grew up thinking the world is dangerous. Mm-hmm. But you just have the opposite experience where you're like, maybe the world is safe. Maybe these things are good. And then the world literally starts to look different. Mm. And you start to actually see, like it almost looks like the, your perception has changed because you're like, no, wait, my car is different. My experience of my car mm-hmm. is different. different lenses. Yeah. Different lenses, right? yeah. Like, and And then you see that everything in the world that we experience has significance. So like if you think of someone who's struggling with insomnia, right, you might go from thinking your bed is the most comfortable, safe place in the world to like your bed now becomes this monstrous, Awful specter where you're like, oh, it's bedtime again, right? And then when you cure your insomnia, your bed, like your, our perceptions of the world change.
0: So this is my definition of rebirth. Rebirth isn't some like, you know, dramatic, Mm -hmm. it's this. Mm -hmm. It's uh, the subtle noticing of things that you didn't have the ability to notice before. It's the the list of 20 gratitudes that you're able to do now. It's these kind of like, because, you know, I think in the day to day, um, these are the things that that change your life significantly. It's not the you know, the weekend in Bali or the yeah. you know like the, like the ayahuasca maybe, but it's 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 these things because it's what we live with daily. You mm-hmm. know, there's this um, I mentioned it before that I, I don't play golf, but in golf, if you just swing maybe a millimeter, the mm. projection of the ball, the distance is completely indifferent, and I so, feel like. Uh... Things like the tiny little joy or gratitude, these things are the, the millimeter things. Mm-hmm. But stretched over time, the ball is now in a whole, in, in a whole, different, whole different
1: place. Mm-hmm.
0: Definition of trauma?
1: Unbearable emotional experience that lacks a relational home.
0: Trauma isn't just uh, sexual assault or combat. Trauma can be someone uh, stealing your, your skateboard, mm-hmm. right? Depending on your experience, the meaning attached, right? And uh, And going back to this definition of unbearable um emotion it was Im- yep. uh, um, and then also not having um home not having a safe tree not having safety um an argument can be traumatic mm-hmm. right uh thanksgiving can be traumatic mm-hmm. uh, a lot of things can be traumatic so knowing that and then knowing what trauma does to you um the word that really resonates with me is integration mm-hmm. right Healing to me, I I mean, I get it, but I feel like it's so overused. So I like new words that aren't used that much. Like healing is like now it just doesn't mean anything. Um, But integration, what does Mm -hmm. that look like? And something like tiny little joys where you're now starting to um, rewire by creating this bridge. Mm -hmm. uh, So it isn't just that the sky is falling and bad things happen. Yes. And... Mm -hmm. There's a little tiny flower that's beautiful and full yeah. of, you know. Right. So it's the and part mm-hmm. that creates the bridge, yeah. right? Um, I never had an and part. And that's an ability to create the and, mm-hmm. to create the and. Both can be true. Both, can be true. Both
1: are true. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, they are yep. true. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, most people who are unhappy um, live in or. Mm-hmm. I'm either <laughs> rich or broke. Right, right, right. I'm either, you know. I in have, love or, or yeah, in love or, yeah. or nothing yeah. like it's extreme it's uh, and life is not that way so the bridge comes in the end mm-hmm. i'm single and mm-hmm. i know what i want now mm-hmm. i'm lonely and i have a lot of friends mm-hmm. i you know so it's it's <laughs> that i think what happens is um life life actually comes comes um in color mm-hmm. uh and, and and all colors not not just primary colors mm-hmm. right